The not-Amy creature had vanished. Not literally, of course, with no puffs of smoke, but she was now endowed with his bizarre sort of magical strength and speed, and Buddy and I were not quite in shape. We tried to run after her for a quarter mile, but she had easily eluded us. Unlike before, though, it wasn't hard to see where she was going. A path of smoke, fire, and panic shouts seemed to trail behind her. Seeing as we couldn't catch up, Buddy and I tried to figure out what we should do, and got as many innocent people out of the way as possible. Mostly, we were just trying to keep everyone from viewing this not-Amy as another attraction like the portal had been. Hassan was violent. He was literally wrath incarnate. He probably wouldn't take all that oogling lightly. Hey, it looks like we're getting closer. Buddy was right. The chaos appeared to stop at the end of the next street, so we hurried to catch up to the djinn. We drew closer as we saw a crowd gathered. Oh, God, no, no. It can't be. Oh, no. Oh, Buddy, I am so sorry. Don't look. I thought... I thought it might kill a few people, maybe kill me, I never thought- Hey, pull it together, man, okay? We'll figure this out, I promise. I never thought- I never thought I'd have to live in a world without Big Jones. Before us was the smoldering wreckage of Big Jones Diner. However, calling it wreckage might have been an overstatement. What was left was only a blackened, smoking hole in the ground. Shattered glass and sugar packets were strewn throughout the street, and in the middle of it all was Amy. Or rather, not Amy. Nearby, a crowd had gathered to mourn the loss of Melancholy Falls' beloved landmark. Amongst the crowd was a familiar face. One didn't look too pleased to see us. What on earth are you two doing here? Helping? How did you get here? I have a car, and... That really isn't the point, Mr. Nutters. I had to go to your house to get these. From within his coat, Zane produced the handcuffs that had so disturbed Amy earlier that day. An Amy that seemed a lifetime ago compared to the one ripping the roof off of one of the veterinary hospitals. You were in my house? Sorry to ask this, but why? Oh, yeah, I forgot that part. Koa, whatever his name was. He didn't seem to think that they were totally necessary. Expert. Ha! Last time I find a gin expert on Monster.com. And what did he have for previous experience? I think the problem was that he didn't, really. The problem, gentlemen, is that the ever-brilliant Mr. Nutter stole from us and let a gin loose. And now, of course, it is once again up to me to fix your little problems. Miss Reynolds has gone and gotten herself possessed, and there is no guarantee of what might happen when you... Apparently bored with the wanton destruction, Not Amy had focused in on Zane. Or, at least, the shackles in his hand. Where did you get those? She pointed at Zane, like she had with Kalamos, and a bolt of lightning flew from her hand to the handcuffs. Zane yelped and dropped them to the ground. With exaggerated casualness, he kicked them aside and stepped in front of them, blocking them from view. Get what? You imbecile! You think I do not know that my brother sent you to recapture me? What makes you think you stand a chance? I am on the city council. You... Wait, what? Yes, and it is with the power of local government behind me that I say... We watched, horrified, as not Amy had apparently gotten fed up with Zane. She pointed again, and this time the lightning struck Zane directly in his chest. It almost looked like a cartoon, lighting up his entire body as he screamed. Then, there was a burst of smoke, and he was gone. The gathered crowd began to scream and quickly dispersed. Not Amy, apparently not satisfied, stalked over to the organic grocers and tore the roof off of that building as well, bellowing in rage. Let's wait until she's a bit calmer. I think that's a great idea. Just one second. Buddy hurried to the slightly dusty patch of ground that Zane had last occupied and picked up the shackles. Come on before she remembers these. Buddy and I got out of the way, waiting for Not Amy to wear herself out. 
It took another 30 minutes at least as she wrecked havoc on the buildings around her. Luckily, most people had cleared out of the town quickly and didn't seem eager to return. As the explosions and small fires slowed and finally stopped, Buddy and I kept an eye out as Amy finally turned and began to head for the docks, just like she implied she would earlier. She didn't say much and we were glad for that. We were just trying to remain inconspicuous, staying far back and hopefully hidden among the foliage, talking to ourselves. I can't believe Zane died. Again. I thought you didn't like him. I don't. I didn't. That guy clearly thought I was an incompetent idiot, but dying twice just seems unfair. I don't know. He died once before, so I just don't feel like I need to get all broken up all over it again. Just in case, you know? Yeah, good point. Buddy, why did you go to the Society of Shadows? Well, I guess I just, uh... I wanted to help. But you didn't have to. No, here's the thing, though. I did. This isn't just your home, Johnny. It's mine, too. This is where I live. This is where I eat. And if someone's threatening it, I'm going to try to stop them. Because, no offense, dude, but, like, your chosen one's skills don't really seem to kick in until the last possible second. Well... Okay, true. And I saw your face when Amy asked the djinn to possess her. I don't want her to get killed fighting an evil genie, or jinn or sin, whatever it is. Did you ever think that maybe we don't want you to get killed either? I get it, man. You think because you're chosen, you have to take all the risks and protect us. But what do you think we'd do if something happened to you? Neither of us want to lose you again. You have to let us help. He was right. I hadn't thought about it like that before, but in a way, it was just as selfish to only risk my own neck as it was to put my friends in harm's way. If I was going to continue this, I needed them. Plus, we can come up with some pretty good ideas. Okay, you're right. You have to listen to us. We're pretty smart, Johnny. Who had figured out the sushi thing, huh? Buddy, I'm agreeing with you. I know. I just wanted to remind you. Hey, we're here. I hope this works. Whatever this is. We hung back while not Amy strode along the dock, getting close to Helm Home. When she was near the end, she stopped suddenly, as though she had run into a wall. Where do you think we're going? I was going to the crossing of the Lee Lines. Ley Lines! Where precisely is this location? Just a bit further. It was pretty weird to watch Amy talking to herself like that. She looked like two entirely different people trapped in the same body at once. Which, technically, she was. Why do you hide your thoughts so, mortal girl? I'm not doing that! Oh no, this isn't working, is it? You thought to deceive me?! What?! No, of course not! I definitely don't have any idea how to even try to do that! You foolish girl! You will pay! That was it. I ran down the docks, waving my arms. I still didn't really have a plan, but I couldn't just stand by and do nothing. Hey, you! Aw, come on, again? Not Amy turned to face me, but she definitely did not look like Amy anymore. Her eyes had gone completely black. Her spine was ramrod straight, and her arms were out to the sides. She almost seemed to be glowing. Oh, what do we have here? The brave rescuing hero? What? No, that's crazy. I hadn't noticed Buddy coming up behind me, but he now stood firm next to me. We're here to help with the ritual. The genie vengeance ritual. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, just to make sure it all goes according to plan. Your plan, not our plan. We don't have a plan. I just wanted to enjoy the soft light of the, uh, oncoming storm. Not Amy smiled, but it wasn't her usual smile. 
It was all teeth, and it looked more like a threat than anything else. She raised her arms toward us, and electricity crackled around her hands. Not that you need help, just in case you wanted it. Do you think we offended him? Crap, I totally said genie again, didn't I? Buddy, get back. No way! Like I'm going to leave you alone to face one of the sins. Buddy's face paled as he realized what he had just said. As we both looked to not Amy, it was clear that she had noticed as well. The air around her darkened, and her smile grew wider than seemed physically possible. You know the truth very well. I am indeed one of the seven sins. No. No, it is more than that. I am the greatest of the sins. Yeah, obviously, which is why we're trying to help you? What are we doing again? Buddy looked a bit uncertain. Not Amy raised an eyebrow and smiled. You think such simple mind games could possibly work on me? I am the destroyer of the heavens and the bringer of hell. I am the child of Shaitan and the father of chaos. And as is my right, I am going to get my revenge. Revenge? We haven't even done anything to you. Just let our friend go and- Oh, you simpleton. Not against you. Not everything revolves around you, you know. Yeah, I keep trying to tell him that. I am going to get my vengeance on my brothers. I knew they were trying to oust me. They feared my growing power. And I merged with this creature, this djinn, this magical creature that ought to have given me unlimited power. But I was trapped by its rules, which it certainly failed to mention before agreeing to my terms. I love it when they explain everything to us. Really helps us get a fuller picture, you know? I was ready to spread my wrath, to create destruction beyond anything that had been previously dreamed. But my brothers locked me in that weak and hideous trinket. They knew the havoc I could wreak, and they wanted to stop me. Once I was out of the way, they no longer cared for how great I could have been. Greed kept me as merely another one of his meager positions. He was my jailer. I have spent millennia in a tiny little jar, hearing the petty problems of everyone who has owned me. Unable to do a thing about it. I care not for their squabbles. Oh no, my boyfriend died of the plague. Oh no, the king outlawed Catholicism. Oh no, Germany seems a little testy. Oh no, my husband is wearing a really ugly suit to this party. I mean, to be fair, that Germany thing did turn out to be kind of a big deal. And I could do nothing. I was impotent, seeing the petty feuds of you humans, not even yet in reach with those beyond your son, those who can create real destruction, unable to do anything but sit and listen and plot. Could you actually sit? I didn't see legs when you first got out. Not Amy glared at us. Luckily, though, she was so caught up in her tirade that she failed to notice us inching closer. I was preoccupied with issues beyond your six-dimensional understanding. Oh, no. You haven't even reached six dimensions, have you? Gods, as soon as I destroy my brothers and this town and this planet, 
I must get somewhere civilized. Destroy this town? Destroy this planet? Wait, why do you keep saying brothers and siblings interchangeably? Are you the only girl? Because then, yeah, I probably would have a little bit more sympathy. We are beyond your binary gender roles. Your puny minds are incapable of conceiving what we truly are. I was trying to be accommodating and use words you may understand. Ugh, human normative heteronormative species. Wow, that's actually pretty progressive of you. <laughs> progressive of me? Of my kind? No. It is that you creatures are nothing but mayflies to us. You have barely begun to exist, and I will crush you out. Perhaps my siblings find you humorous, enjoy playing with your adult minds, but I... I was created for greatness. I am fire and flame. I am ire and rage and passion. We were barely six feet from not Amy now. Though it was still her body, still her clothes, and still her hair whipping in the sudden wind, her face was unrecognizable. This girl whose body I possess, her ideas of anger and passion are laughable. I feel such things that she will soon burn her up. Her transport unable to contain my intensity. And as she burns, so shall your melancholy falls. So shall your northeastern United States. So shall your world. Not Amy began floating slightly above the dock now, her skin glowing in the darkness. The sky crackled around us. We've got to do something fast because I don't think we're supposed to make Wrath mad. Any ideas? Calm and reasonable discourse followed by panic screaming. I find that usually works. I took a deep breath. Amy thought she was able to do this and I had to trust her. Especially because we seemed to be out of options. I had to take this chance. Prepare for the end. Okay, here goes. Amy? What? Amy, are you in there? What are you- I elbowed Buddy. After a moment, he took the hint and nodded. Amy! Listen, I'm sorry I went to the Society of Shadows. You were right, this guy is scary. She cannot hear you. Okay, but if this is it, I, I would just like to talk to her. Just just for a second. You know, with everything that happened, I just- I couldn't care less about your petty squabbles. This time, Buddy elbowed me. He made a face, gesturing between me and Amy repeatedly. Do What? Kiss her. Are you serious right now? Kiss her. It works in Disney movies. Do you have a better plan? Truth be told, I didn't. I stepped forward, and though she was still floating slightly above the ground, I reached for not Amy's face, trying to think of everything that made her, her. What are you- Amy, I'm, I'm so sorry this all happened. What in the world do you think you are doing? I leaned in, pulling her closer to me. But before I could get close enough- <sighs> Not Amy was not thrilled with the idea of me kissing her. Before I even got the chance, she used her hands to shove me back, sending me flying across the dock. Though the rage was in her black eyes, for a split second, I could see Amy's eyes underneath it. Johnny? I was stunned. My ears were ringing and my vision was cloudy. Or maybe that was the night that seemed to have fallen very, very quickly, combined with the near constant lightning. But I still heard Amy's voice over it all. Johnny, are you okay? It worked! Someone was helping me sit up. After blinking a few times, I realized it was Buddy. Amy was a few feet away, and while she was still glowing, she looked more like her old self. What happened? Did I actually kill that guy? Oh no. I, I did, didn't I? Buddy, the, the shackles! Do it now! What? 
Oh, right. Buddy pulled the shackles out and went for Amy. Hurry! I can feel him trying to get back in control. Fools! You think you can defeat me? Hey, look over there! When the djinn turned to look, Buddy took the shackles and slapped them into place around not Amy's wrists. Made you look! Amy, now! With a last pain glance at me, Amy turned and ran for the end of the dock. However, about a foot away, she stopped again. You fool! What do you think you are going to do? You have no power here! I am a great and powerful genie! Don't say genie. It's offensive, asshole. What? No! Amy took a flying leap and jumped directly into the water. A wave crested the dock, soaking both Buddy and myself as a bright light flashed from beneath the waves. Johnny, come on! Buddy helped me to my feet and threw my arm over one of his shoulders to help me hobble over to the edge of the dock. We both saw Amy bobbing in the water, and she seemed to be struggling to stay afloat with her hands still in those shackles. Her eyes flashed concerned at us, but they were unmistakably her eyes. Help me! I don't know how long the water will hold him! Come on, Johnny! Do it now! With all the commotion of the last few minutes, I hadn't even noticed the talisman growing warm against my chest. I took it off from around my neck and, with Buddy's help, jumped into the water. The two of us made our way over to Amy. I was just about to put the talisman against her to trap Wrath when I stopped myself. What's wrong? Yeah, do it now! But what if it hurts you? Remember what happened to Michael? He didn't survive the process. We don't have time. We need to do this. And do it now! But Hassan... You won't lose me again, Johnny. I promise. Oh, right! I took the talisman and I pushed it against Amy's forehead. Much like Michael, her neck snapped back and her mouth opened inhumanly wide. Her body became dead weight, so Buddy helped hold her above the water as the black oily ooze came from her mouth and was sucked into the center stone of the talisman. Within moments, it was out, and a second black stone now filled one of the six remaining depressions. Come on, let's get her out of the water! The two of us swam back to the docks, and I hoisted Amy up the ladder next to Helmholm, while Buddy dragged her to the safety of the dock. As soon as the three of us were out of the water, we collapsed against the outer wall of Helmholm. Amy, are you alright? <coughs> I think so. Uh, I'm going to be tasting that ooze for a week. Are you sure you're okay? A little sore and a lot achy, but other than that, sin-free. I wouldn't go that far. Shut up, you. I was afraid you would end up like Michael. But I didn't, so it's okay. And I'm sorry I hit you. It's fine. It wasn't really you. Still. But I throw a pretty good punch, I guess. I mean, it it can't have hurt that you were possessed by an angry spirit of wrath, though. (laughs) Yep, that's true. But I'm sure it was mostly me. Okay. If we're apologizing, I'm sorry I went to the Society of Shadows behind your backs. It's... it's okay. It's... it's not okay, okay, like, good, but... you were right. We would have never been able to take that thing down on our own. Oh, I know I obviously saved the day... ...with some light assistance from Amy. Assistance? But I probably shouldn't have borrowed all that stuff to begin with. I just wanted to help you take care of our town... Melancholy Falls is home. I don't trust the Society of Shadows, but yeah, we should have listened to you. Maybe I wouldn't have needed to let that guy in my brain. It feels all oily inside, like I want to scrub out my skull with a wire brush. That sounds horrible. Yeah, next time maybe you should let me do that. (laughs) No way, Johnny. I don't want you to let a djinn possess you either. Or you, buddy. I just, I don't want you guys to get hurt because 
I'm the chosen one. Uh, no offense, but you're not super great at being chosen. So, like I said earlier, you need us. Yeah, this stuff is not your fault. So, let's work together from now on. And not just try to be heroes? Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're pretty good at it. Both of you are, actually. How did you get Hassan to go along with you? It's like I said. Kalamos had mentioned that you need a really strong tether to keep the djinn from taking hold completely. I mean, he'd been saying that in terms of some sort of hypnotism. Not total possession. But I figured the same applied. Good thing you're more focused than uh, Kuala Loma, Lemus, Lamas. Oh, you know, you, that guy. We sat in silence for a few moments. My entire body was sore and I was ready for the day to be over. Instead, the three of us sat on the dock, staring out over the horizon, waiting for the sun to set behind us. You know, a hot shower never sounded so appealing. Yeah, or a bath. I could totally go for a bath. I agree. Just no more possession for a while, okay, you two? Hey, that's not our fault. Every time I leave my house, I seem to turn into some supernatural creature or get captured by fairies. Oh, man. Remember that time in fifth grade when we were learning about the Cottingly fairies and we were all convinced that we saw them later that night? <laughs> yeah. And then she talked in that made-up language for like a week? <laughs> Shut up. I did not. It was more like Buddy convinced me that I was the fairy queen and that I had to take control of the Empire. Awaken, mortal. It is time for you to arise. There you are. You have returned to me. What? What happened? You have failed in your task yet again. And I have returned you to the realm of the living using the stone. My task? Has Barker... Returned home? Is he here in Melancholy Falls? Remember us. Such an unfortunate side effect of the resurrection process. Resurrection process? Wait. Did I... Yes. But that is of no matter. You are here now. Again. Amongst the living. Thank you, my lord, for seeing me worthy of return. Is the plan set in motion? Yes. You started it yourself, before your accidents. Accidents? More than one? Two times you have been returned. And the stone? The stone has a finite number of uses. We have already used it thrice. But you said I only returned two times. Who is the third? Someone who owes us a debt. A debt that will need to be repaid. And soon. Yes, my lord. Shall I call upon them? Yes. Bring her before me. Bring me Amy Reynolds. (laughs) 
Return Home, Episode 13, Genie. You just listened to Part 3 of 3. It was written by Maya Brown-Jackson and produced by Andrew Taylor and Jeff Heimbach. It featured the vocal talents of Forrest Orta, Cleve Nettles, Alyssa Retorno, David Doris, BJ Grip, Taylor Thorne, and Jeff Heimbach. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. You can find out more about the show and find Return Home merchandise by visiting our website at returnhomepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash returnhomepodcast, on Twitter at returnhomeshow, and on Tumblr at returnhomepodcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us by leaving a review on iTunes or contributing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash returnhomepodcast. Questions? Comments? Enjoy waffles as much as Buddy? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams.